Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in to the Triple Option. I'm Paul Catalina. It is Thursday. That's why you see the different camera angle here. You know, you get to see this in all of its glory. So, welcome to Jabba's Palace. All I'm, all I'm missing is a little, like, rat thing and Princess Leia. And that's what's going to happen here. But Pierre Newsham from Fox 9 in Minneapolis joins us uh, today. And Pierre, I, you, you will not be able to contend yourself waiting for the third segment, which is pick them. Oh, man. Guess, guess who's winning pick them. It can't be. There's no way it can be me. It's you. What? Yes. What? Yes. I should have gone to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you're uh, I'm stunned by that. Yeah. Stunned. Yeah. You have a whopping one game lead over the rest of it. Well, you have a three game lead over Garrett, who was 0 for 5 and will be, when we get it from Amazon, wearing a T-shirt that says Roll Tide, y'all. That oh. is, that is. One size too small for him. Oh, that that's I, I can feel the pain all the way here in Minnesota. I really <laughs> that, that's gotta be just a god awful feeling to have to wear that t-shirt. It's brutal. Like I need an Aaron Tippin cassette tape to go with it. <laughs> uh, kids, kids, by the way, a cassette tape was a fun little rectangular device where we used to listen to music back in the early to mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was wild. And then like one, you know, one time you think like, Oh, I'm going to listen to my favorite song. And then it was just done because the tape unspooled and got caught up in your cassette player and then everything was ruined. So yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. All right, Pierre. So last week you were, you had to cover the, uh, defensive, uh, slug fest that was Nebraska and Minnesota. Um, uh, and we're one of the games we'll, we'll be talking about is Nebraska and Colorado here in the first yeah. segment. Nebraska has to take on Deion Sanders and that high-flying offense. You got to see them up, up close and personal. Uh, defensively, they shut Minnesota down. Absolutely yes. stonewalled them. Uh, Minnesota's offense obviously going to be different than Shadir Sanders and Travis Hunter and all of that. But uh, offensively, they looked exactly the same as Minnesota. Yeah, it was. Listen, that was a really hard football game to watch. It was. It was not for the faint of heart, with the exception of um, in in the second quarter. No, third was it second or third quarter? My man, I, I wanted to forget about that game so bad. I just like kind of put it deep, deep into the catacombs of my brain. I believe it was third quarter. The only exciting play of the game. Well, I should say the only exciting one was when. Sims like that that double lateral that got botched and then somehow turned into a touchdown and uh, we're looking at each other in the press box like what is happening in this game but um, yeah Nebraska their offense they move they outgain Minnesota offensively but they just the turnovers absolutely killed them four turnovers on the day and and Minnesota has two NFL caliber players in their secondary in Tyler Newbin and Justin Wally and both of those guys came up. Huge for Minnesota. So um, it was not the game I was expecting. I thought it would be a little more like a 24-20 or a 24-17. Matt rules off and we've seen him coach, you know, the type of offense that is a free-flowing, you know, up and down the field kind of offense. That was not the case uh, with what we saw. It might be just the early opening week jitters or kinks you have to work out, but boy, was that an ugly football game. (laughs) It was terrible. You know, um, and the thing is, like, and we'll just start. We'll lead off with Dion. I'm not going to build up to Dion, but your thoughts on Dion Week One? Um, you are you're you know a fiery 
um, uh, opinionist when it comes to NFL history, and I know that you're a you're a Dolphins fan, so really you're probably yeah. apoplectic on Dion's playing career because he never really affected your team at all uh, <laughs> in the nineties. No, but my my first memory of Dion actually was the year he came over to the 49ers after he left the Falcons because I was living in Northern California, so I would watch a lot of yeah. 49ers games. That was 94, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Dion comes over to the Niners and with to much fanfare. The Niners go on to win the Super Bowl that year, and he was an instrumental part of that team. And I remember the game with him going back to Atlanta and trading fifth with Andre Risen and – the high, I mean, the high step, you want to talk about, you go out on the play, you probably did the same thing. You're out at recess, you're playing football, you're playing basketball, you're playing soccer. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing. If you did something you felt was electric, you are high stepping it down the field. And that kind of swag just, it never, it's never left them. It's still there with him to this day. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he and Matt rule to me is the best year one at their school coaching matchup that you could possibly imagine for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, I do wonder, like, you know, and Matt Rule, he has a ton of transfers. He doesn't have 80, but how fast Dion was able to do this compared to a guy who has, you know, skins on the wall in Matt Rule, and Dion has Jackson State, but he is Dion, and it shows you the absolute power of celebrity. That Dion yeah. can get everybody talking about him right away. And Matt Rule still has more of a classic build to do. I am sure Matt probably likes it that way. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he like, that's fine. You can have all the attention on Colorado that you want. I'm just going to put my nose to the ground and build this program, you know, back to prominence the way we remember it back in the 90s and early 2000s. But um, the, I, I was just thinking about this this week. You know, when is the last time? anyone ever talked about Colorado football the way it is. I mean, Cordell Stewart was the last thing that I can really remember mm -hmm. about CSU football. Um, it, it's been a long time, and I, I was stunned by the result on Saturday. Like, I'm sure a lot of people were – I mean, maybe they wouldn't use the word stunned, but I was truly stunned by what, by what I saw in the, the fact that they walk into Fort Worth and just win the game in the manner that they did. And now you have everybody believing. Now you're a believer because well, I think the preseason, the odds makers had had Colorado as the lowest win total of all the Division One schools. If I'm not mistaken, it was it was really really low. I think it was three or maybe even below three. I think, like that, I, think yeah. I saw a lot of three and a half over unders from Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, now it's one thing to like get hyped up in practice, as you know and buy into your coach and, and let it play out. But the, when you get an immediate, you know, reaction and an immediate gratification, the way that they did at TCU, now you're really a believer. And now you have a dangerous team on your hands because now they really believe. And people thought maybe it might be a little bit of a pomp and circumstance for the first six weeks. And maybe he crashes and burns, but eventually gets it there. Maybe next year or the year after it's now it's happening now it's immediate. And, and it's, if I'm a Colorado fan, I'm riding this wave as long as I can. I had their ceiling at six and six because their schedule's really tough. Nebraska's yeah. going to be – that's a tough game no matter what you say. Like, it's an old-school rivalry game. And, and Nebraska, uh, it, the fans are going to show up there that, that have their allotment, and they're going to they're gonna try to make it like it was back in the old Big 8 days when those two schools hate each other's guts. And they still don't like each other that much. It's Colorado's probably biggest rival uh, of all time and ended when they, they swapped conferences. Uh, it was – I don't know if it was Nebraska. It was Nebraska's Oklahoma. So, I mean, that, that's all been ruined by realignment. But – um, it is, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they have USC and Oregon coming up here in a couple of weeks. They have, you know, they've got a, the, the Pac-12 is tough. The Pac-12 is going to be really tough. Um, but if you told me that they were eight and four, like maybe even at like a sneaky nine and three, I'd buy it. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, their defense isn't much to write home about, but, um, their offense can clearly score and, you know, uh, they're, uh, they've got Travis Hunter who's amazing. So, uh, th those things are, are going to do well for them. Uh, elsewhere, uh, here, you know, big game in the state of Texas. Um, two big games in the state of Texas. One of them, A&M versus Miami, a game where both teams were total, absolute garbage last year. Um, the only difference was it's like Miami was a little bit hotter garbage than A&M because A&M 
kicked their ass in Kyle Field. Just really stuck it to them and in a very boring offense. But the story with A&M is they brought in Bobby Petrino. He's the offensive coordinator now. He's calling plays. Jimbo's not micromanaging, supposedly. Um, and then Miami, year two, they're trying to do what Nebraska and Colorado are doing is bring the 90s back to life. And that one's really interesting to me, even though like both these teams are not what I call contenders, but this is a big time, let's see where you are game. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I, and I want to take a quick second because I know that, you know, it, it breaks your heart to see Miami struggle. I know you just, just lay awake. You just lay awake at night, just crying your eyes at Miami, just struggling the way it happened. Pierre, FSU beat them so badly last year. My wife, uh, Amanda, and I was watching the game with her, and my friends are calling, and like I'm getting on, you know, FaceTimes with people and everything. And I, I was talking to one of my college roommates, and honestly, like in the middle of it, FSU, like, sacked the, like the third string quarterback and got it was the like most comical looking play and then you saw the Miami fans leaving and we just laughed for like three straight minutes and did she's like you guys aren't even talking to each other I'm like yeah well I mean that was hilarious like that was yeah that moment right there was funnier than the tiger scene in the hangover to me <laughs> <laughs> I mean I like I know I know it definitely didn't break your heart I mean and this I, it's so funny to talk about this yeah we just talked about Nebraska and, and Miami. Now I, the older I get, the more I keep thinking how far we've really distanced ourselves from just the power. It wasn't that it didn't feel like it was that long ago that Miami and Nebraska were playing in the title game. And it, it's just, it's mind blowing to me how, how, I don't know if I, for I think Nebraska has fallen farther than Miami in my opinion, but I mean, boy, the, the, I think you're right. It, it's a little bit of a measuring stick game for both teams, you know, Miami, even though they're not what Miami used to be, I mean, they're not New Mexico state. And I know Texas A&M knows that going on the road and, you know, it, it's going to be a different story from what they saw in the season opener. But I, I think Miami, it, I, I kind of, I know, I know you're going to hate hearing me say this, but I mean, growing up, that was the team with the swag. I mean, we've they seen the 30 for 30. that was the team with the 30 for 30s. They had swag. They were a power. They were fun to watch. And I looked at them and like, what happened to you guys? What happened to the Canes? What happened to this? It, it's just, it doesn't feel like it's got the same cachet. You know how I feel about it? And this is weird. A lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but genuinely I will trade it because when I was growing up and then when I was in college at FSU, Florida, Florida State and Miami like were like Florida State played both of them. Miami and Florida never played each other, really. They, they like will do like a home and home once a decade. But... Yeah. The Florida State-Miami game and the Florida-Florida State game swung the national title. Like, who was going to play for the national title? And now, like, Florida State, you know, after the other night, appears to be back on the scene while the other two are still rebuilding. But I would trade, like, them being good again if we could all be good. And You know, yeah. like, as fans, the way, especially with Miami, Florida a little bit different, but especially with Miami, I will liken it to the – West Mantooth and Ron Burgundy relationship, you know, yes. like right at the end where he's like deep down with every inch of me, I straight up hate you, but damn yeah. it. I respect you. And like, yes. that's, that's what I want, you know? And so I would like to see that because it's better for football to me. If you have more teams that are consistently good, especially with big brands than, Hey, remember when Miami was good and, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were dating. That was the same year. You know, like those, those are the things that you have to like think about. And I would just rather it be back to where Miami, Nebraska, Florida State, like everybody's good. Like Florida's good. It sucks for me to say that, but like it was better than watching two, you know, five and seven teams in a pillow fight. It's not as fun. It's not as satisfying. It's like you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock go head to head at their peak yeah. in front of a sold out crowd with so much on the line. It's that kind of heat and intensity that you want because it's not it's even though even though you're going to enjoy beating them, even if they're five and seven. But it's just if they're if they're nine and oh and you guys are nine. I mean, you wouldn't meet like that late in the season. I know. But like it, for the sake of argument, it's I mean, happened. yeah. 
it's a yeah it's you that's what you want and that's what makes it great and that's what makes the rivalry great you want it to be that way hey you want it to there's nothing like a you know the old school day of florida and florida state play the last game of the regular season for both of them you know so there's nothing like 10 and 1 versus 11 and 0 that might swing the whole thing or 11 and 0 11 and 0 like those those things late in the year the sec gets them all the time now but you know, like those things late in the year are, are really great. I'd love to see them come back. Uh, and for Miami in particular, it just doesn't seem right that like, I mean, they lost to middle Tennessee state last year. I know they lost to middle Tennessee state and it wasn't like a fluke. Middle Tennessee state was better. And yeah. on, on that day, like it wasn't one of those things where like, Oh, well, you know, it was raining really hard and the backup quarterback was in and, there was a really questionable call, and they got a you know kind of a, a late freaky touchdown on a punt return or something. No, it was just they got pummeled. So I'd like to see that come back a little bit. Same. I think all I think all college football fans would like to see it because it just it, it's better. It's one of those things. I mean, growing up, because I would watch the NBA religiously, and I still do to to a certain degree. But growing up, you hear the league is better when the Knicks are good, which I don't agree with at all. Who cares? Who cares about the Knicks? But at the same time, it's one of those things with the traditional powers like Miami, Nebraska, you know, some of these old school like powers that we grew up watching Florida State when they were, you know, in their heyday as well. College football is better when these teams, Tennessee was another team growing up that was a power. It's better when those programs are good, to, in my opinion. Some people might disagree, but in my opinion, when those traditional programs are good, it makes college football better, and that's what I want to see. We haven't really had that really the last decade. Yeah, and, and look, I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't care about, like, again, the Knicks. Like, that doesn't matter. But at least don't, you know, have their owner spending more time with his garage band. You know, like those kind of things. Like, but, you know, have some dignity for God's sakes. Like that's that's how I feel about that one. All right, Oregon and Texas Tech. Joey McGuire was here at Baylor. I know him. I know him really well. Uh, they took a huge upset Tech last week, losing on the road at Wyoming. Uh, trap, in my opinion, trap game in week one, where they might have yeah. not really know what they were getting into with Wyoming, and you know lost a little bit of focus, especially in the second half of that game. And then here comes Oregon. They, they won 81 to seven over Portland state. Um, they should probably get an assault charge. I mean, wipe it off their record, but like, just throw it up there. Like, Hey, we saw what you did. You know, yeah. like that was bad. Portland state probably got a million dollars to, to come in and get humiliated like that. So um, that was or maybe even more, who knows? Uh, but Oregon and Texas tech, in Lubbock, I think it's going to be fascinating because, Pierre, I don't like – you when you were here, Baylor and Tech were playing at AT&T Stadium. So yep. we never got to go out to AT&T, Jones, Jones AT&T Stadium, and whatever they call it, in whatever order, I'm sorry. But the tortilla-tossing, um, you know, group of drunken psychopaths, and I say that right. with love and respect. Uh, Correct. Keep being you, Texas Tech. Uh, but like that is going to be a crazy atmosphere and Tech's a little bit on the ropes because they had a lot of hype coming in. Yeah, they really did. And I feel like, I mean, when you look at last week's game, boy, double overtime in Wyoming, it's just, Oh man, that's, I think you said it perfectly. You take, it was a little bit of a trap game in week one. Now maybe, maybe it's a wake up call, but maybe it's a little bit of a wake up call and Oregon comes in and who knows, maybe Texas Tech is on their A game. It's a little hard for me to see it right now. I think, I mean, if I'm a if I'm a betting man, which you know I, I might be from time to time, but uh, I mean, it's hard not to like Oregon in this game. But would would I bet on this game? Absolutely not. No way would I, because I think the crowd is going to be awfully fired up. And th- this is oh, you're playing a little bit desperate now after week one. You're already a little bit desperate. You don't want to fall to zero and two. I mean, that would just be a disaster start for Tech, but. Um, it's hard for me. And, and again, I know we just talked about this, like with Texas A&M, you know, Portland state is not Texas tech, No, you know? So how much do I really take away from that game with Oregon? Not a ton. I mean, I knew that they would be good going into the season, but it doesn't, you know, just clobbering Portland state in the manner that they did is not going to do anything for me. It's not going to change my opinion of them thinking, Oh yeah, maybe this is a national title contender. No. So I, I think, Texas Tech obviously has more to lose here, but um, 
it, it's hard for me to like, I, I, again, I wouldn't, I'm not gambling on this game, please. If anybody's watching, just don't gamble in general, but, um, it's hard for me to pick Texas tech in this game, but it, would it surprise me if they win? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. All right, and uh, on Oregon's side, I'll tell you, I've become a huge Bo Nix guy. I really like watching Bo Nix play. When he was at Auburn, you could see he had these, like, little strands of this, you know, he had a bit of a, like, it seemed to be like a hero complex where um, it's almost like he would, like, shake out the cobwebs in the fourth quarter and be like, what, we're down by 10? All right, what, seven minutes left? I got this. I'm going to go, like, don't call plays. I don't call plays. That's only going to mess me up if you call a play. I'm just going to go out there. And, I'm just going to go out there and make something happen. But now, when you see what happened last year under Kenny Dillingham, and obviously he's on to Arizona State. Bo Nix is a legit quarterback now, and he's using his powers for good, so to speak. And it is it, he is just fun to watch. So him against Texas Tech is going to be one of the best things to see all weekend, in my opinion. No doubt. I think that's definitely a game I have circled. I mean, to be honest, when I was looking at the slate at Texas A&M in Miami, it was definitely the game that I feel like had the most intrigue for me personally. I want to see how it all plays out. But Oregon and Texas Tech is right there for sure. Yeah, well, and of course, the biggest game of the week is Texas versus Bama, which this is a yeah. non-conference game for the last time uh, this year. And Texas had that game in their sights last year. Quinn Ewers went, got hurt. Bryce Young said, okay, I'm going to go beat Bryce Young and brought Bama back, and they won the game. Uh, it was very close. But I do think that kind of – I think that kind of popped Texas's balloon a little bit because I think that as, even though they were good last year, they weren't great. But they, they were good last year and much better. They put a lot of eggs in that basket of like, okay, if we can win this one, then, then our confidence is going to be buoyed. And so then they had the game where right after they lost to Texas Tech uh, in overtime. Uh, Can yeah. You know, they lost to, to Kansas State. They lost to – to um, they lose to Kansas State, yeah, they lost, and then they lost to TCU, and they got really kind of beat up at home against TCU uh, in a game that was close, but it just they were not in it uh, against yeah. TCU. And uh, this year, I think that if Texas can go to Tuscaloosa, Brian Denny Stadium, which is a very tough place to play, um, I've been there, and it is one of those things where the fans are on them so fast. And then if, like, I, I, the game I was at was at a blowout. So it wasn't like, you know, four hours of just like, oh, my God, these people are psychos. It was like an hour and a half of that, and A&M got beat so bad. It was like, okay, well, you know, yeah. what, what are we doing after this kind of a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got plans? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, uh, the way that that will be is going to be interesting to see because Texas is about to be in – this atmosphere all the time now. And Bama's trying to prove that this is not a restart year for them, that they're still Bama. So, yeah, yeah. this one, obviously the game of the week and the, 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 the two biggest brands you could possibly have playing at this point in the season, maybe ever. You know, I know a lot of Texas fans are excited about their team this year, and I think with good reason. But, I mean, do, am I the only one in the pit of my stomach that feels that Alabama's going to win this game by two touchdowns? Maybe I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The, the, I very vivid. I remember the game last year. I fit, What was it? A two-point game? It was like 22 to 20. Yeah, it was 20, close. It came down to a field goal, yeah. Texas, 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 I think really missed an opportunity. If, if I'm remembering the game correctly, I think they missed, missed a field goal before halftime. And I think missed maybe more than one field goal in that game, but they really missed an opportunity. They had Alabama right where they wanted them and blew it last year. So um, now that you have to go to Alabama, um, it, I, I, this is kind of, it goes back to like what we were talking about er, earlier when you want to see Florida state Miami good at the same time. I want to see a game that ends up being 33 to 30 or, or, you know, 31, 28 or 27. You know, I want to see that game. I want to believe that that's the game I'm going to see, but I, I don't feel fully confident. And I don't like to, to talk about, to reference stuff from the year previously, because football is such a year to year sport, whatever happened in the year previously has no bearing on what's going to happen this Saturday. But how many times do I have to watch Texas have an opportunity in its hands and blow it? And how many times do I have to hear about Texas being back and Texas is going to be all the rest just to see them kind of level out and really kind of just twist away in the wind and not really make an impact in college football like we saw 20 years ago? Um, I, I, I'm not as jazzed about this game maybe as some other people because I just don't believe it. I just yeah. don't believe that Texas is going to walk in there and keep things competitive. I just don't believe it. Well, look, Pierre, you were here long enough. You understand how uh, the Cowboy fandom works. Um, 
A&M and Texas fans are in that same Venn diagram. Yeah. Uh, they overlap quite a bit, and it is not lost on me that the hype compared to the results uh, is often the same, you know, for yeah. all, all of them. Um, yes. And again, like football is so vaulted here, and you get so much propaganda about all of them that eventually you start going, oh, well, yeah, no, like this is it. And then I've had to, like, I have a friend, and this is just covering the Cowboys, that I have to every year be like, listen, I know that you're excited. And I'm going to tell you, I think they're going to be good. But I do not want you, like, getting all fan bloggy on me because mm -hmm. you said, like, oh, why did they cut Will Greer? Like, look, Will Greer had a great last preseason game. You know, like, don't get excited. It's the same with Texas fans. We'll be like, well, why isn't it – why isn't Arch Manning playing? Well, he's a freshman who played in, like, 3A football in Louisiana. Like, let the kid develop. Like – He's not like Arch Manning's not going on social media and being like, you know, look, if I don't play, I'm going to transfer. Like, let it happen. Right. You know, that like they'll say that if Quinn Ewers struggles a bit. And right now they all love Quinn Ewers. But if he struggles a bit, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem uh, for them. So um, and you'll have the whole thing starting over again. All right. We got to get to break. When we come back this week in coach speak, something I know. Pierre is a huge fan of Coach Speak. I oh, have love it. walked out of many of press conferences with Pierre as he was packing up his camera and muttering under his breath of, that was nothing. <laughs> the great, that was nothing. I'm going to let Pierre go on a Pierre rant here in a second. This is the triple option. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. Welcome back. This is the Triple Option. Paul Catalina, Pierre Newsham. And Pierre, um, you're there, Fox 9, Minneapolis, by the way. Didn't give a plug for your actual employer. Um <laughs> But uh, you, uh, you and I um, kind of grew up in this business a little bit together in our younger years. Now that we're, um, well, I'm middle-aged. I don't know about how you feel, but I'm. Yeah, I, I have entered middle age now. I'm, yeah. four, I'm 43. There's no, like, yeah. there's no sugarcoating it anymore. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. When, when people tell you, like, oh, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. 43. Yeah. Like, I have to accept this. I wake up every day looking in the mirror and say, God, you look terrible today. Yeah, they, like, what happened to you? We're at the age where television shows made about us are either sitcoms, like Everybody Loves Raymond, or shows like uh, uh, Parenthood, where like, yeah, you know, that one, yeah, I'll take that one. But, uh, but like, you know, when you look at around the shows, like when you ask like people like what they like, they're like, oh, I like This Is Us, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Where's Paul, and what did you do with them? Yeah, but, I mean, like, they say that. I don't watch this, but, like, you look at that, right. and you're like, oh, these shows are about people. Like, these are life issues people I know are having, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to, like, you know, when you're younger and, you know, salad days, I guess. But uh, this week in Coach Speak, Jack, do you have the, the tweet? Uh, Dabo Sweeney. um who just came off of what I believe is the worst defeat of his career because Duke absolutely housed them. I, I mean, physically, it was close for most of the game, but Duke out physical Clemson, which never happens. Duke had more playmakers than Clemson, which should not happen. Duke out coach Clemson, which has never happened. Uh, Mike Elko was all there, and Dabo Sweeney said this. 
He loved what he saw from the offense outside of a few mistakes. If we do what we did offensively for the rest of the year, we won't lose another game. It's just that simple. They scored seven points, Pierre. They scored yeah. seven points. That is coach speak to its highest level here on no. this week in coach speak. No doubt. I mean, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just step back and let you kind of opine on what you just heard from a coach who just got it handed to him. Listen, I, I will admit I did not get a chance to watch that game. However, I did watch the highlights of the game, and I read up on what happened. And the, the first thing that stood out to me was, boy, did Clemson really shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers, just mm -hmm. killed themselves with turnovers. But, I mean, I, the, the one thing that has progressively made me more and more upset in this business whether it's a coach, whether it's a player, whether it's a uh, you know a, an, a team official, whether it's in communications or at the top, that constantly on a daily basis try to get me to believe that my eyes are not seeing what I'm seeing. That constantly say to me like, oh no, it's not like this. That try to put a positive spin. That really try to confuse me and make me believe I didn't just see what I just saw. And what I did see, even though, like I admit, I didn't see the full game from Clemson. But what I did see and what I can surmise is, like you just said, a team that got absolutely dominated, dominated. Now they did shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers again. That'll do it to you, obviously. But you're going to Duke. And I don't even remember how much they were favored by still going into Duke. And you're still Clemson with the weapons that you have and Dabo Sweeney at the helm. It's still Clemson. You got, you got punched in the mouth. Did you not? And if you say, Oh, and you sit there and say, Oh, well, you know, I mean, we're going to be like, you got punched in the mouth and it should be a wake up call to you. So don't sit here and tell me that, Oh, if we just make a correction here, that no, you got to take a look at the mirror real quick. It's a little bit, it's not as dire as to, like Texas Tech, because, you know, Texas Tech is not on that level that Clemson has been over the last five, six, seven, eight years. But this is a wake-up call right now for Clemson. And, you know, you, you better get it right. You better get it right in a hurry. You know, look, the, the end comes for everybody's run of dominance. Like, it, it's going to come for Alabama. Like, it might have already yeah. done. Like, Georgia's now the team in the SEC. Um, it came – look – in the ACC, it came for Florida State. Florida State was in control of the ACC a long time. Dabo flipped the script, and now they've been kind of in control. And now, yeah. because of decisions he's making, for example, not taking guys out of the transfer portal, and, you know, I like, and, and we talked about this both shows I did yesterday uh, at length. And look, if you don't like the transfer portal as much, that's fine. If you like NIL, that's fine if you want to try to do it another way, but everybody that's around you is doing it. So you are, because you're trying to die on a hill, putting yourself at a disadvantage, and it's just numbers to me. Like, NIL is weird kind of everywhere, and it's hard to even get a gauge on it because I don't even know what to believe when you hear it because there's not – it's not like you hear that, you know, Carl Anthony Towns got a shoe deal, and you know how much it is, Right. You're yeah, hearing right. all these other things that are kind of speculative, and then you can't even really say. Like, right. it's, it's somehow taboo to say it. And you're like, well, what's taboo? It's legal. Like, yeah, right. just just say what the guy's getting. It's legal. And you, you, said, you said it. You said it. Like, I mean, th there's no there's no principle of the matter here anymore. Like, I mean, it, it, like you said, the door is open. Everybody else is doing it. It's not, it's not one of those things like, well, everybody else is doing it. You heard when your mom and dad growing up, you're like, well, if everybody else is doing it, you might as well just – Jump off a cliff then if they did it, like, wouldn't you? It's not that it, the green light is there for everybody. So the fact that you're not taking advantage of it, that's on you. And that's a problem. And it's going to be a problem if you don't kind of get with the times that we're in in college football. Well, eventually you're just going to, like, you're going to try to start recruiting people who are yes men and just agree with you. Like, you want to earn your money, right, son? You want to do this, right? You don't want to do that. You don't want to train. Like, you don't come in for the transfer portal. You want to be at the same place the whole time. Well, look, I'll just tell you math. He's lost 32 transfers in three years, which is not many. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's an average of, a, of about 11 a year, you know, right? But he's brought in nobody else, and he's just done that on high school players. And they recruit really well, but you're also now – the people you're playing are bringing in guys who can play a little bit quicker and are already – you know, a couple years older, and Dabo should know this because he's been doing this his entire professional life, that 
The difference between you when you're 18 and when you're 21 or 22 after three years of eating right and being in a college weight program is a lot different than coming out of whatever high school you do, which may or may not have a good weight program. You may or may not be in a place where it has, you know, that has good, good advantages like that. You know, um, I'll just compare it to here in Texas. Sometimes guys from Texas hit their peak a little bit quicker because mm-hmm. they are, you know, at schools like Midway I, I, that I covered here for a long time, they have an indoor pra- practice facility, you know, weight room that would rival anybody. You know, you've seen them, and then they could yeah. come out of a, a school, like in a, another powerhouse state like in Georgia, they could come out of like a little town that has, you know, five benches and five squat racks and, you know, uh, ten sets of dumbbells that aren't all matching, you know. So, uh, and he eats, uh, and that kid eats Lucky Charms every day because that's all he can get. And the kid in Texas is getting protein shakes, and you know the school lunch program is good. So he's going to hit his peak at a different time, you know, than the kid that's the freshman from Texas. And yeah. you know, Dabo going like, well, I'll just I'll take my chances with true freshmen. I mean, a lot of coaches have learned that lesson the hard way. It sounds like you know. It sounds like whether I don't. I don't know what kind of sports analogy you want to use in this situation, but it's one of those situations where, like, maybe you have a champion whether it's in, you know, boxing or like tennis that has done it one way for a long time and it's worked, but everybody else figured out a way to get better. And that champion has just stayed in one place. And now everybody's kind of passed them by or in the process of passing them by because they didn't expand their toolbox and they didn't like find a way to get better because the way they did it, their one way of doing it worked for so long. And now they don't know what to do because everybody else has found a way around it or found a way to like, put a little bit of chink in the armor and they just don't know how to react or respond. That's kind of, it feels like that's the conversation that we're having with Davo Sweeney and Clemson right now. We may be overreacting to one game. You know, there's probably a good chance that that's the situation, but that kind of feels like the conversation we're having with them right now. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be Mike Tyson losing to Buster Douglas because you, you weren't prepared, you know, you've got, you've got guys, you know, Oh, we don't have any plastic bags. What do we have? Oh, we've got some, We've got some condoms. Let's put some ice in there, and that's what we use. And maybe oh, hopefully God, nobody wow. will notice, you know. like those, that sort of work well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that, that, like, I bring that up because that's a very true story. Like, people can – if you haven't heard that story about how Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas and the fact that he didn't have, like, a real trainer, he had, like, no cut man, they got there and like, hey, what do we put ice in? And they're like, well, you got some, like, bags, right? They're like, no, we don't have any. <laughs> like, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, I remember that fight. They didn't, weren't even taking wagers on that fight yeah. because it was such a foregone conclusion. Yeah, such a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you don't want to be that. All right, when we come back, Pierre Newsham, master of college football pick'em. Yes, yes, we uh, at least for one week we will make I'll our picks. Yes, and uh, I've even given us more time, Jack, to do this. So you're welcome, producer Jack. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at goarmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears! 
It's another time to speak with Samantha Duvall from TexasBeefHouse.com. Handles the marketing and someone that you will talk to a lot when you do call for the great product of the Texas-raised Wagyu beef. It's college football season, tailgating. It's a big deal. People love to put beef and pork and chicken, etc. on the grill. Let me know what you have. We've got everything. If you've got a morning game, you can get our breakfast sausage or our bacon. You can tailgate with some breakfast tacos if you've got an afternoon or evening game. We, of course, got our hamburger patties, their half-pound patties, four patties to a package, and we even have jalapeno and cheese patties. They're amazing. They'll blow your mind. Just that extra flavor, not too spicy. They have a high-heat cheese, so they don't melt on the grill, and our patties don't shrink up on the grill either. Anytime you order, use our code SICKEM10 to get 10% off your order of $100 or more. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas-raised Wagyu from our pasture to your plate. That's Samantha the Duval, TexasBeefHouse.com. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Belmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Pierre Newsham, Fox 9, Minnesota, Minneapolis. I mean, it's the same place, but Minneapolis. Same, same. Same, same. Uh, is with us now, uh, oh, this today, he's the Thursday guy. Pick him, and I said this, Pierre is our leader right now at 3-2. and two. Uh, Jack, Levi, and I all 2-3. and three. And mm-hmm. uh, Garrett at a woeful 0-5. Oh Had to give y'all hope. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okie dokie. A true stunner, Paul. It like, is. Like, a, a true stunner. Yeah. Um, so the game swung for us. Uh, you picked Houston. Uh, yep. We picked UTSA. You were smart. That was a very, very close game. And yep. literally de- determined for UTSA by the closest fourth down stop or gain ever. Uh, and Jeff Trailer lost his mind. Uh, and he and Dane are out on the field. If people go back, if you want to go on YouTube and watch a funny thing, watch Dana Holgerson and Jeff Trailer at the end of that game. Like going back and forth, it was it was wild. It was. I think I think last last week I, I on this very show last week I believe I said I used the words, you know I was told follow your heart and you'll never go wrong and that was my feeling on Florida State and LSU because my head was saying LSU, my heart said Florida State and look at here, I'm in first place and my heart never led me wrong, did it, Paul? No, it, it didn't. And again, you're I I I could have told you Florida State was going to win that game. I yeah. was. Garrett will tell you I was supremely confident. I was strutting around all week. No, I was I was quite nervous, but I, I kind of I thought they might be some matchup things. Yeah, that one that one bit me in the ass. I was like, I have to go opposite Pierre. Yeah, and it just yeah, yeah. For strat- hey, I don't blame the strategy whatsoever. We're trying to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give Garrett the first pick this week since he is 0 and 5, and he had to. Uh, he's going to have to wear his punishment was wearing a, um, a a shirt of your rival, which he picked Alabama and not Florida. We gave him the opportunity to pick which yes. rival he wanted to wear. He picked Bama. The shirt says, Roll Tide, y'all. It is one size too small for him. I cannot wait to do it. But I guess we need to do this week's punishment before, so we know what we're, we're playing against, yes. so to speak. Okay. So I know you probably can't follow me off camera because I left the thing over here. All right. Here we go. All right. From our lovely 365 sports cap. All right. All right. And Pierre, you might be having out on some of these just because it might not be possible for you to do them. Understood. But, you know, I, I always I always try to make good on if, if I'm in debt here. Ah! What we got? One segment in a porta potty. Ooh. 
Oh, wow. no. Yes. So, the loser of today's, <laughs> of this week's Pick'em, we will set up on a Zoom link and send into a, once there's one segment, 15, yeah. 20 minutes long, <laughs> in a porta potty. I can't do. lose this week. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> lose this week. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. The stakes ra got raised from tiny T-shirt of your rival to everyone else's waist. Garrett got off easy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Now, look, if Garrett loses again, he's going to have to do this. But at least if this is the only punishment that Garrett has to do, that's good. We started, we started small, and we've ramped it up. Ugh. All right. Things we have taken a violent turn in week two here, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I wanted I wanted real consequences. All right. So this week, give me Colorado. Give me Colorado? Okay. We'll get Garrett Colorado. Come on. There we go. Okay. Who else you got, Garrett? Then give me Texas A&M. Get Texas A&M against Miami. All right. Nope. Oop. My bad. There we go. Okay. All right. Give me, give me Ole Miss. Ole Miss Kiffin. against Tulane. Take it to the sip. Okay. Okay. Oregon big. Not even close. Ooh. Lost all your faith in Texas Tech. I did. The juice is gone. Okay. And roll damn tide. Oh, <laughs> I think that's, oh, that's kind of what his shirt is going to say. I think it says roll tide y'all, which makes it seem like, <laughs> like a soccer mom would wear that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> nice lady from Birmingham. <laughs> go kick it, get the kids at soccer and gonna go get some barbecue. Roll tie, y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, Levi, since you are right there, you, uh, you and the two and three crew, what do you got? I'll go with Coach Prime and the Buffs. Okay. Um, I was actually at the A&M Miami game last year, and I was in ass whooping, so I'll go with A&M again. Okay. Um, I want to come back to that one because I want to be okay. I want to be different from Garrett. I'll go okay. Alabama at home. Okay, you go Alabama at home. Yeah. Okay. And then I have a friend that goes to Tulane, so let's go Tulane. Okay, there we go. And then, oh, nope. come on. That might just be a glitch in the app that I built. So okay. we'll, we'll get that sorted. Levi has Tulane. We'll Le remember that. Yeah, Levi has Tulane. It's on tape. And then I'll go with Tech. Okay. I have more faith in them than I do Baylor versus Utah. There we go. Okay, that one worked. All That's right. That's not a good reason to pick Tech. <laughs> that is a terrible reason to pick Tech. <laughs> but, yeah, Le Levi is blazing new trail here. All right, Jack. I'm going same as Garrett. Straight down the board. Okay. I have no faith in Nebraska's offense to put up as much as Colorado. A&M just has more talent and somehow feels like they're moving forward more. Uh, Ole Miss should have more talent than Tulane. Oregon, I have no faith in Tech. I have no faith in Tyler Shuck. And Alabama at home just seems like the smart pick here. Yeah. Okay, come on. There we go. All right, there we go. Okay, so Pierre, you and I will go back and forth now. That the, the peanut gallery and hopefully eventual porta potty sitters uh, <laughs> will we'll have. <laughs> I think we're going to need the tiebreaker this week. Yeah, we're going to need the. We're, we're probably going to need unless a unless Levi just. Yeah, I'm going to try this one more time just just for my own edification. Nope. Okay. Yeah, no. I think I've built the app wrong. Okay. All right. Well, maybe Jack's going to have to sit in a porta potty for a little bit longer. Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Nebraska and Colorado. I wanted this game, Pierre, to be more than I think it's going to be. Um, and look, I you know I stand for Matt Rule. I do love the guy. Sure. Um, this helmet right here, back here behind me, he sent to us. You know, uh, so I have a little bit of personal bias. Although, look, in spite of Deion Sanders' constant like, I'm not a Noel. Uh, you know, Florida State's in my past kind of a thing. He and I are from the same hometown. Um, you know, he is a, a legend in Tallahassee, and we should build a statue of the guy, in my opinion. But uh, I, I just don't think that Nebraska has the offensive weapons to hang with them. So I'm going to Colorado. 
I think we're making a – unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit boring, but making a clean sweep. It's hard not to like Colorado right now. I'm taking the buffs. All right. Let's go Miami and A&M uh, in Miami um, at a place where I like they don't have great home crowds all the time, but <laughs> this one I think will be a very good home crowd for them. I think they feel a little bit of buoy confidence, but, you know, we'll see. So you pick, you pick first on this one. I'll go first. Actually, it's, I'm, I'm glad I'm picking first because, you know, I'm looking at the board and I, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe it's my turn to go out on a limb because I'm going to take Miami in this game. I'm going to take the Canes, uh, you know, a little bit of revenge from last year. I don't know if – I don't. you know, I think they, they'll probably remember that from last year, so I'm going Miami. All right. I'm going to take uh, the Aggies uh, in this one. And it's just because I think they've got more weapons right now. Noah, was it, was it Noah Smith last week? Is that his name? Noah something. Noah, who I've forgotten his name, is going to make me seem like a terrible college football podcaster. Three touchdowns last week. They already have Anaya Smith. They already have Evan Stewart. That, like Ruben Owens, their top-rated running back, hardly even played in that game. Uh, and they rolled. I think they've got a ton of weapons. I think Miami's not quite there yet. I think they will get there under Mario Cristobal, but I think he has a bigger rebuild on his hands than maybe even he realized. All right, Ole Miss and Tulane in New Orleans. I think Ole Miss is going to get all they want from the Green Wave, but I think they have a little bit too much talent. They're deep all over the place. I think Quinshawn Judkins uh, has a huge game uh, against Tulane, but uh, I wouldn't put it past old Michael Pratt to uh, throw a couple touchdown passes and make the lane train a little nervous. I can, I can see this being a situation where Ole Miss just needs to weather the storm in the first quarter where that crowd is going to be hyped and Tulane's going to be hyped. And I think Ole Miss levels out and holds true. I'm going with Ole Miss as well. All right. Clean sweep for the running Rebs um, at Ole Miss. Okay. Oregon and Texas Tech. Pierre, back to you. We've talked a lot about this one going back and forth. Levi yeah. picked Texas Tech. Are you bold enough to be like Levi? I, I have never been bold enough to be like Levi in my entire <laughs> life. I leave the boldness to Levi. I'm sticking with Oregon. We talked about it earlier in the show. I think we're going to get a good game, but I like Oregon. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, last week showed me a little bit of, uh, you know, leaky uh, parts of Tech. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good, interesting game. I think Tech's going to be fired up. Joe McGuire is especially to that. By the way, on Levi, Pierre, he went to Italy this summer. Oh. And, and he came back with a kind of a renewed confidence and air about him. Where in, in Italy? He went to like, what, like Amalfi Coast, Rome and Amalfi, and you know. You've been there. Great, great choices. Good choices from Levi. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. So there we go. Okay. They don't have any custard over there, though. No. You mean gelato? Like the lemon? No, I know. they have gelato, but there's no custard. There's, yeah. like, there's no Katie's frozen custard. So no. I mean, it's like. You know, yeah. America, still better. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I Look, were you here when I was on that stupid Katie's commercial? Well, I might have been. Were you, wait, were you on their commercial? Yes, I was on their radio commercial. It was, that was so good. If I hear it, if I hear it again, I probably will remember it. Yeah. I'm not going to, I had to, uh, I'm not giving them any free pub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad about that to, to this me. day. They look, Please I did me. I here's the deal. I did a commercial for them that ran for like four years. And every time it ran, somebody sent me a text like quoting it to me. And then one time I went there after uh, they had like a high they have a high school all-star football game here. You you know it, you covered it. It was yep. in the sense in June. I was down on the sidelines, I'm sweating my ass off, and I went there and I was like, oh hey, how you doing? And he charged me full price. And I was really mad about that. Oh, man. Like, look, dude, I'm on your commercial. Like, but he knew who you were, though, right? Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he was there, oh, that, like, directing me the whole time. Yeah. Look, when Michael Jordan walks into Nike, they don't charge him for the sneakers. All right? Not, no. And yes, look at this. This is the Michael Jordan of ice cream right here. All right? <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I'm going with Oregon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm going with Oregon. All right. Bama winding road. <laughs> yeah. Bama and Texas. Uh let's see. I uh Is anyone gonna go with Texas? <sighs> Look, 
And I, I, how I feel about this. Uh, I know how you feel about it, Pierre. And I look, these things come down to the quarterbacks quite often. And I think Quinn Ewers is probably above Jalen Milrow. But Jalen Milrow is at home. Alabama scares me a little bit this year because everybody's ready for them to go away. And their quarterback battle went down to the last week. So, no, I nobody's going with Texas. And I, but I think this game is going to be so very close. And if it did, does, does get to two scores, it's going to be one of those things at the end where Texas is down by a score and fumbles the ball that turns into a pick, you know, or a, a touchdown right at the end. So I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be really good. But I cannot – I look, I, I've not been to Italy. I don't have that Amalfi Coast, you know, confidence like Levi does. I'm not, One day. I'm not One day, my friend. I'm not telling chicks ciao bella and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we'll, have to, we'll have to stay with there. And, and I think you've made your position pretty clear here. Yeah, I, you, listen, you, and I said it on this show last week, the, the hatred that I have for Nick Saban burns heavily in my heart. So it gives me no pleasure whatsoever to pick them to win. But I just, you know, I, I just don't see a way Texas wins this game. All right. Well, look, there is a chance we have to use the tiebreaker this week because uh, Jack and Garrett and I are the same across the board. Or there's a chance that Pierre or Levi are doing a segment nope. from – Nope, because Levi has Tulane and the app didn't work. Oh, that's right. That's right. It won't work, Paul. It you won't sure? work. You've tried a million times. <laughs> Just Stephen switch. James. Ah. Yeah. So no, there's a good chance it's. So either, either Levi's first or he's last. Yeah. So Levi's. He's Ricky Bobby. Yes. Yeah, first or last. What is maybe. the tiebreaker? Can I ask what is the tiebreaker? Um. Well, then here's the good news for you. The tiebreaker okay. is you. You. I'll have you draw names for the tiebreaker. Oh, so wow. you like I'm gonna okay. let you because look, I know this is you're taking time out of your day. Uh, yeah. You know, this is you're gonna be able to do the tiebreaker. So okay, all right, yeah, and then so all that right. that means you better hope that you're at least tied because okay. if you lose this thing, Pierre, yeah, we will be doing a segment from a porta potty. So find one close to your apartment. It's funny that that's the, that's the punishment this week because I went to a backyard wedding over the weekend and people were raving about the porter party that was brought to the wedding. They're like, there's music when you walk in there. It smells great. So I'm going to need the name of that porter potty place if, if it comes down to me like having to do that. Just tell them we'll give them a free plug on a national podcast. Do That's sold. <laughs> there Absolutely. We go. Like they're not getting any cash out of it, but, you know. Notoriety, baby. Yeah. Pays for itself. Minnesota Nice, Portageons. That's what they're probably yeah, called. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Pierre, thank you so much once again. We'll talk to you next week. I hope for your sake. Well, I actually don't because, you know, as much I as I – you feel. And here's the deal. As much as I said I want them to be good earlier, and that's true, um, as you know, my father – was a, an alum of Texas A&M. So I can, in good conscience, hope for them to find their good this week. So no hard feelings. I have too many Aggie family to just go, hey, I hope they, you know, there's only one team I root against A&M for, and that is Florida State, and they don't play that often. So I don't have to you worry about it. No hard feelings, my friend. And uh, as always, thanks for having me back. It's been a lot of fun. Love hanging with you guys. All right. If you're in the Midwest and up in Minneapolis, watch Fox 9. Because Please do. It's, it's, that's, the best, that's one of the best in the biz right there. And uh, only he having, what, three and a half minutes a night? No, you probably do more. You're a major out market. <laughs> Something like that, three, three and a half minutes. And uh, just, you know, and, but a reminder, we, we get things moving again this Saturday with the Gopher pregame show, 9 a.m. on Fox 9, getting you ready for the Gophers and Eastern Michigan. That's going to be a tough game for them, I think. So okay. we'll see what happens. All right, Pierre yeah. Newsham with us here on the Triple Option. I'm Paul Catalina. Thanks to Jack, Levi, and Garrett. We're back again on Monday, everybody. Have a great football weekend. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. 
But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.